Joe Walsh died in November 1993. She left a legacy of love and an impression on those who had known her, no matter how briefly. For her family, there was grief, pain and loss. But there was also the joy of memory, and this programme is about those memories, the memories of Joe's husband Tommy and of her children Mark and Kevin and Joanne. This is their story. As far as we were concerned, like, we had our time together, she knew she was going. So she said, like, uh, in, in the end, she admitted, in the beginning, no, you know. Uh, having spent time with with her over the years, like, it was easier to read her. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, we knew, yeah. Oh, yeah, for about five years previous and that, yeah, when we met. We met in the hotel in Bangladesh one day. I asked her out, she said she would. After closing time, actually, she was working in the bar, naturally enough, there. She loved the bar trade. She got into it quite easily, got on with people in that. She was that type of a person, like, she could easily get on with people. And we went out for about five years before we got married. Things went well with us, so we decided to get married and that, you know. Um, got married, settled down. Things went well with us. Uh, Mark arrived then. And actually, Mark was premature, so... During the course of him being in hospital, we decided to go on ho- on holiday. So we went away for a week or that. And uh, during that week, sure, she was pining away from Mark, like, dying to get back to the baby, you know. I suppose it's a mother's natural instinct. So I, I don't think we really ended the holiday. We kept on, you know, I said to her, look, enjoy yourself, forget about the hospital staff are looking after her. They can do that quite good. So... She said she accepted that, so we continued on with the holiday and came back. And Mark wasn't ready to come to the hospital as of yet. Well, she immediately went to the hospital when we came back, like, looking for him. But um, he wasn't ready. She just stayed there looking at him. Went down um, about three days after, I think it was, to collect him. That was it. He was perfect. There was nothing wrong with him. He was absolutely smashing in her eyes, <laughs> naturally. But... um. Went along anyway, brought home the kid. Well, I suppose the ups and downs everybody has them. You can't um, justify things like that. Yes, life was pretty good for both of us, though. going quite well. We enjoyed each other's company. Things went very well, in fact. Well, I realised in, in, in the, the first couple of weeks how seriously ill she was. But I, I didn't want to say it to her myself. I couldn't say it to her. I couldn't bring myself to say it to her. But I think she knew herself. We didn't actually discuss it as such in the first couple of weeks. Because I couldn't uh, bring myself to say it. She, she possibly was in the same position, that she couldn't do so. It uh, went along from there. One day we were just talking, going along in the car. So she said, you know the situation I'm in? I said, I do. I think it's serious. She, she said, it is very serious. Well, I was thinking that all along, but um, the position is with doctors. What have doctors said about it? Well, they should have told me there's a 50-50 or whatever. They don't really know yet they're going to bring me in and do tests and so on, etc. So we discussed it in, in uh, on a long-term basis there, like, you know, what would we do or where would we go from here if things did get worse, you know. So she said quite that. Uh, plainly one day to me that look at us like this if I do go you just get on with your life go off and get yourself another woman 
course, I've been all good to you. I'll be gone anyway. How could I be good to you then? So we we more or less um, from from that point on, we more or less said to said, accepted that she was going to go, but yet were denying to ourselves and hoping that she wouldn't go. So things gradually, I suppose, got worse and worse. And uh, she just said one day to me again, out of the blue, look at Tommy, I'm, I'm finished, I'm gone. She said, there's no turning back now. I'm just gone. Well, so I don't accept it yet, Joyce. I won't accept it until your eyes are closed. So she said, look, it, you may accept it now. I'm finished. She, what you'll do now with yourself is go off, as soon as you've me dead and buried, find yourself a, a woman, and get married again immediately. She said, if you want. I said, how can I make my mind up like that straight away? It's impossible to do things like that, which it was at the time, like under stress and everything was totally against it. In actual fact, you wouldn't be thinking in those terms, which I wasn't. But uh, time has passed by now, and we still remember. Remember as a good mother, don't you, Joanne? Yeah. She was a good wife, and overall a good friend. She taught me what was going on and all that. It was hard, Ari. Trying not to think about when you're outside and all that. She didn't keep that in back anyway. She let it all out. No, so she wouldn't hide that. Yeah, we just talked about it sometimes, but not that much. No, we tried to get on, instead of talking about it all the time. Talk about other things, like what we're doing, what I do all that. Now I'd have a bit of a laugh, and then Carmel across the road would come over, and then usually be out playing soccer most of the time anyway, or off training somewhere. <gasps> didn't didn't discuss it much. Didn't really want to, anyway. It's really hard coming up to it. So us. Not unless she was going to go, like... Didn't like it at all. Sometimes, you know, I'd get on her bad side of her, get a few clatters off her. Sometimes, you know, I'd think of her at her a lot, and then sometimes I wouldn't think of her at all. Uh, I'd try to get on. Most times I do, like, because she'd want it. You know, like, if she had something to say to you, know what she said. She wouldn't hold nothing back. I'd hold that myself. So does some of the boys. Say that and wrong, she won't back in her place really fast. Mark of saying, like, oh, what, what are you going to do if Mammy leaves us and all that? And she said, she's not going to leave us because she's going to stay here with us. And, she, like... I just stayed here every day with her mind there and all that and helped her with her tablets and all that kind of things. Because Mark, like, was on the van with Daddy and Joanne was always outside. I was always in here with her. Like, I didn't believe that she was going to die. I just kept it in my mind. I just kept saying to myself, she's going to get better, she's going to get better, come back and mind us. All like that. She never said it to me. Never. Never. Well, I wasn't close to Daddy. Well, not no. Like, I wouldn't talk to him about it. And he wouldn't talk to me about it. Like, we said we'd miss her and all that, but mostly around the aunties. Be, like, with them, and he'd be with his friends, like, the other... Mummy's sisters. So, boy, I don't know, I wasn't really near him when she died. He was uh, usually with the aunties, and I was usually with the rest of them, cousins and all that. And I just couldn't talk. Didn't feel like talking. Good night. 
light and say my prayers Leave the lights on at the top of the stairs Tell me the names of the stars up in the sky Tree taps on a window pane That feeling smothers me again That is it true that we all have to die At the top of the stairs is darkness At the top of the stairs is darkness When Mommy died, Kevin and Mark were crying. Bronnie was there and I was on Dad's lap, but I wasn't crying and Daddy wasn't crying. I brought her in flowers. It was in, see, she, when she was a baby, she was um, just born in, in, her, in Nanny's house. Then she went back to die in Nanny's house again. I was sleeping in bed and... Daddy woke us at 7 o'clock and he just told us. I was devastated and couldn't believe it. Not to think of it, I was just crying, roaring all the time. Just, like, I just couldn't think of anything. I just cried and cried and cried. I couldn't believe it. I didn't want to think of God. I didn't think there was any God after that. Until, like, a while. I didn't want, like, God to exist after that. Because he took the one person I loved. Moonlight used to bathe the contours of your face Wild chestnut hair fell all around the pillowcase And the fragrance of your flowers rest beneath my head A sympathy bouquet left with a love that's dead And I wonder if you know That I never understood That although you said you'd go Until you did I never thought you would Never thought the words you said were true Never thought you said just what you meant Never knew how much I needed you Never thought you'd leave Until you went Remember you were going around in the boat um, In the whirlpool And Mammy was there in Cammy But we were in the boat And then we got out and then we took pictures, Daddy and Johnny. They were going around and around and around and around and around and around and they couldn't stop. One thing, when Mark went to hospital, um, he just got hurted in a match with big boys and he just went to hospital and he was in some bed and thing. He got an operation. I think it was Daddy, did he hurt his leg? Yes, he broke his leg. He broke his leg, and he had to have crutches for the day, and crutches is in under the banister. People looking on and can't really interfere or know exactly how they're feeling, how, how much pain they're having, or what's going on in their minds. You, you only can read a situation, I suppose,
by looking at it. But you can't really develop things into your mind and say, she must be feeling terrible now. At this point, she must be bad inside, or pain. I mean, you can't generate that into your own body. You only can look on. Yes, you do feel very, very bad about it. And looking at it is worse, and not being able to do anything about it is twice as bad. But um, Joey always accepted that fact again, that she'd like, if she was ever in pain, that couldn't be cured, she'd like to just go. She wouldn't live in pain, she said, no matter what, or couldn't live in pain. I, I don't, there again, I suppose, nobody could live in pain. She just accepted the fact she was going, and during her illness, the tablets she took, like, to counteract that to a certain extent, the pain. But I suppose they didn't really relieve it as such. The pain was there on and off. I, I know that myself. And looking at her, being in pain and not able to do anything about it, was really, it was really cutting me up. Absolutely. But I was trying to keep a brave face the whole time and not let it out. And I developed bad health out of myself. Because I was under a hell of a amount of stress. I was working. I was doing the work around the house and so on, etc., looking after Joey. Until people helped. Granted, people did help. People were very good around. A hell of a lot of people, neighbours and friends and so on. And helped out very, very well. Family, Daddy. home care team, all them guys were very, very good. But as, as an individual watching it day and night myself, it would cut you up. You're basically looking on and can do nothing. The point about it is, you're standing there, you don't know what's going on, do you? As far as I'm concerned, anyway, it would. It would cut you up, it did cut me up. And then to try and hold it back, because Joy, Joy was in so much pain in that, to try and hold things back, in that respect, it, it, I couldn't. I, I can't explain it really, John. Do you? You'd have to be in a situation, I think, to expect um, to feel how you feel about it. Simple as that. Now, the kids were taught early in play, as the fellow says. They knew the situation as well, but they questioned me and they questioned their mother. We, well, yeah, we did answer them directly. It was hard on them as well, and. To have them looking on at their, their mother dying, I suppose, was very, very hard for them. Especially when they found out, like, they didn't know, <clears throat> like, for a while. But we said, we agreed one day to tell them. No biting somebody else, telling them outside. Yes, we were, I was a go-between, I suppose, between uh, the kids and Josephine for a long time. But it worked out okay. The situation just developed into a family situation. Nicely, it fitted in nicely with me and the kids and Josephine. Overall, it worked out quite good for us, thankfully, in that she, respect. She was very anxious to be at home rather than in hospital. More than anxious, actually. She'd really kick up to come home and did kick up. She preferred to be in her own environment quite happily here. No matter how, what situation she was in, she knew she was in... Fairly safe hands, anyway. I wasn't going to knock her off. <laughs> but she she preferred to be here. We got her here any time. I went up for somebody brought her home. 
Actually, it was a very good friend of ours there from New Ross as well. He used to bring her up and down. No problem. Yeah, people were very good to her in that respect. If she wanted to come home, they'd bring her home, bring her anywhere. I was here when she arrived home, or I'd go and collect her, whatever. Yeah, she preferred to be here, was here, quite happier here. And then when she knew she was going, she said she'd like to go in her own place down in Clash. So we moved her down there. It was very hard to move her because her body was really disintegrating. Cracking up is to be more appropriate word for it. The bones were going everywhere. We were advised not to move her, but she was adamant to go, and if she wanted to go somewhere, she'd crawl there. So we got her into the car one day, loaded up the wheelchair and brought her down, got her in at home. No problem. Down uh, At home, I mean Tlashgani, her own homestead. And she was nursed quite good down there by a neighbour of hers and her, a sister of hers and all the family. Took it in turns to look after her there. Quite good. They even brought her out for walks as much as they could. Walks, I mean, Josephine, Josephine being in the wheelchair. Brought her up the road, down the road, wherever she wanted to go, you know. Because her mind was quite active. Up to the end, actually, you know. Her mind was quite active. She knew what she wanted and what to do. Her body didn't react in the same way, but however she made it react. Well, as time got shorter, I think we had all we had said to one another said. We couldn't say much more. As it was a part of um, part of what we had worked out. Actually, I think she was a very, very brave woman because she had everything worked out in her own mind. She had all her funeral arrangements made, all her family, more or less, told what to do or how 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 she liked them reared and so on and what I was supposed to do go off and get myself hitched again I think she had everything worked out herself you know I would agree I suppose on, on the majority of things I didn't really disagree with her couldn't disagree with her I suppose yeah I think we had everything worked out and it worked out good for us in the end uh, I don't mean in the good sense that she went I mean in the good sense that things have worked out for us well she went uh, quite happily. She was very contented. I'll never forget the morning she went like. It was, what, uh, about ten to six that morning. And she took her last breath. Naturally enough, we were all in hysterics, the whole family. Fair play to them, they were all around her. Every one of the family were there. Every one of them seen her taking her last breath, really. So they were very good to her, like. And they were more than, more than delighted to be there. That was nice of them, I suppose. She would have enjoyed that had she seen what was going on, but she was unconscious at that stage. <laughs> I suppose if she had woke up, God only knows what she would have said, <laughs> knowing her. <laughs> she had a dog and she fed him and brought him out the back and let him sleep in the kitchen. And... Um, then when it was night time, she went up to bed and slept with and slept in Daddy's bed with him, and I was asleep in the cock. She looks like that. Can you tell me what she looks like? She was very pretty, wasn't she? She had curly hair and she had lipstick on her and makeup. Of course, most time she wasn't here though. Oh. I went out the back water and played water. And kicking the balls. <laughs>
playing around the garden. She wear them all the time, and some other dresses and skirts. I wear the same. For her, there was a lot of sense of relief, yeah. The family were all really quite happy that she had gone as freely as she went. She was unconscious, she wasn't suffering, everything worked out quite well in the end. Yeah, there was a, a good sense of relief from the family. Like there was a lot of mourning done in that, which is quite natural under those circumstances. But, yeah, you could see the relief as well. You could indeed. And it was definitely it was a happy, happy release for her to, go, to be gone. It was indeed. Because there was no way she was going to get better. She knew it herself. We knew it. The family knew it. No matter what, it would have been a miracle had she got better. Because I had my head down all the way in the funeral. I never looked around anywhere to see my auntie's arm crying. I just stayed there and never looked at anyone or anything. She had everything worked out, including that song. I didn't know nothing about it. It was a song, I suppose, that we cherished more, more or less down through the years ourselves. Both of us liked it. Actually, both of us had, had different tastes of music. There could be a little row over the, <laughs> over the situation of turning up and down the radio when a sp- specific song came on that we liked individually. However, it worked out that that song that she had picked, apparently she had knowingly, in her heart, knowing that we both liked it, picked it out and had it there on the altar as she was lying there in the coffin. Yes, it, it, it was very, very sad for me. I didn't know until the song came on that it was being played. She had said it to the priest apparently one evening. Actually, I think I, I was there the same evening when the priest came into the room and she asked me would I leave the room for a few minutes. She wanted to discuss something with the priest. I said, will you tell me what it is when I come back? She said quite blatantly, no. That's between myself and himself here. So I think that's when she really fixed up that. About I never actually inquired after was it that evening or but I couldn't inquire, I suppose. It wouldn't be right. However, that was it. It must have been cold there in my shadow To never have sunlight on your face You were content to let me shine You always walked a step behind I was the one with all the glory While you were the one with all the strain A beautiful face without a name A beautiful smile to hide the pain Did you ever know that you're my hero And everything I would like to be I could fly higher than an eagle When you are the wind beneath my wings Particular memories would be, I suppose, of our outgoing character, our outgoing the memories of uh, walking up to the woods was brilliant now. 
especially in the in the fall, gathering nuts and so on, etc. Like that. She she generally she loved that. I loved that as well. Used to go out and gather the hazelnuts and things like that. Kids used to come with us sometimes, but not always. It was um, when we knew each other in earlier times of the palace, in the beginning. We even went down to her place, up the woods, gathering nuts and so on, etc. Yes, she really liked the outdoor activity a lot. Liked nature a lot, I suppose, as well. Once, once I would go down to collect nuts, and then we ate them, we just hammered them off the stone. We just nuts to open the open the press and um, but now you can't eat them anymore because they're gone a bit rotten now. And Actually, they were the last nuts your mum collected because they loved that. But now can't eat them though. I only think I go times that's all. Like if we go shopping and like that, she drop all the messages and I'd have to carry them all off. And I'd, I'd love to just kill her then. And I'd carry them all off. My fingers would be swollen by the time I get home. And um, if we go on holidays, like we'd always go for walks, like that, and have a right laugh, go shopping and all that. I could, like, we'd share jokes and all that together. Like, I could tell her any joke I wanted to tell her all. Like, I couldn't tell Daddy. I could tell her, and she'd, like, have a laugh and all that kind of things. I could, I could have a laugh with her and have a good time with her. Like, just be happy. Really funny, really kind and good-hearted and... She'd make you laugh if you were down. Make you really happy. I was standing at the counter I was waiting for the change When I heard that old familiar music start it was like a lighted match Had been tossed into my soul It was like a dam had broken in my heart After taking every detour Getting lost and losing track So that even if I wanted I could not find my way back After driving out the memory Of the way things might have been She was the same woman when I met her. That's when she died. The very same. She No, she didn't change. I wouldn't think so anyway. Unless other people saw it. I didn't see it. And I mean, I lived with her. I didn't see it anyway. If you had been here, I'd say now, in, in the, about a year ago, I wouldn't be able to talk about this freely now. It took me a long time, all right, to get over it. A long, long time. It did. It really cut me up. It took me a hell of a long time. But I got there. I did. I was down and out for a long time. I even went off the booze there for a long, long time. I said I'd never drink again. I did for a long, long time. I did. I, I Definitely I could feel as if I was being um, helped in situations and that. How true it would be, I don't know. Like, I couldn't uh, tell. At the moment, not as much anyway. I seem to be getting along 
quite fine now. Naturally enough, I think of her occasionally. We visit a grave every two days or so up there. Joanne and myself generally go up. I think the boys go on their own now. That I don't think they'll come with me as much. They used to in the beginning. That they used to go up to four of us there to go up. But uh, Joanne and myself visit now occasionally. But um, as far as the communication is, I think it's fading. Oh, possibly. She led me for a while and then, go your own way, my man. I've taught you what to do. <laughs> Could be. Could be all right. I can recall the sound of the wind As it blew through the trees And the trees would bend And I can recall the smell of the rain On a hot summer night Coming through the screen